0: Welcome one, welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a tiny little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how fantastic carb stickers are on Toyotas, then this is the podcast for you. That's right, ladies and germs, I am in a great mood today, and I am Tyler. So I just thought I would uh, define who I am for this episode in case you're brand new to the show. If you are brand new to the show, I apologize. This is not how our normal intros go. Um, and then over here is you and you are who? Who are I you? I am
1: Jimmy Jet. Good job. Thanks. Hi, hi, Mr. You. Hi, you didn't even point at me this time. See? Oh, I pointed was... at you with my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it I was felt a, it right through me. <laughs> 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 how are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm doing I'm actually hungry. Yeah, you hungry. Um, not really. I had a, a little uh, bit of a breakfast while I was watching Kermit this morning. Nice. So. Yeah. I had breakfast before I took the mini assistant to school. So it's been a while. Uh,
0: yeah, I found actually a really cool little hole in the wall cafe breakfast, lunch spot. Um, it's called shift cafe. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it is literally all about like old style, old, older style, quote unquote, you know, the fifties through eighties. Racer racing cars. Nice. Yeah.
1: Was it like 50s style diner? Kind of, but it's like it's like a
0: more of a cafe, like a a coffee shop kind of thing. Oh, nice. Um, But everything in there has like old racing memorabilia. Sweet. So it's pretty cool just kind of walking around the 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 coffee shop. Um, You know, there's maybe seven or eight tables in there for people to sit at. Yeah, but uh, looking at the memorabilia on the wall and then they had a uh, uh, motor trend up on the TV. Oh, so there was a, a, a show off uh, drift truck thing compilation going on. Sweet. While I was watching, but I was like, this is actually a pretty cool little spot and they yeah. had a phenomenal breakfast sandwiches. So sweet. I'll All have right. to find some time to go there. Shift cafe. It's right on the historic route 40 through Sacramento. Okay. So. Um, anyways, (laughs) so that was a great breakfast, a great coffee. They have an actual Mexican mocha, which, um, not very many places have real Mexican mochas. I'm not really,
1: I'm not a fan of those personally. Mm. I'm too cinnamony.
0: Well, like this one wasn't that—that's the problem, right? A lot of Mexican mochas are super cinnamony, mm-hmm. and this place was not. And okay. they had actually a little bit of cayenne pepper in it. Nice. So you get the heat—the heat from the actual Mexican mochas that a lot of people don't make. Okay. So, um, really cool little spot there. Um,
1: yeah. That, speaking of that, and this is way Birdwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, in that's regards, we do those every once in, in a while. In regards to what we were talking about earlier in our second podcast, I uh-huh. thought about doing a hot sauce review podcast
0: oh totally that would 100 percent fit within the the realm or scope of the other podcast yeah. so
1: yeah i thought that would be kind of fun just sit down and <laughs> talk about a hot sauce and ta- eat a cracker or two uh-huh. with them and just go off on that hot sauce and i mean shoot we could ones.
0: just we could do that with uh get all the the other off-roading podcasts together yeah and do that down at Koh, or and yeah release it we could do our <laughs>
1: We can get the secretary and then get uh truck Norris and mm-hmm. and cruise into camp Lee and and we can just mm-hmm. do a hot sauce episode. That would be fun. I would or tap
0: out right away. Yeah, exactly, right? Chewing on the mic. I'd be there for five minutes and be like, All right, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah. I'm out of here guys. That's a mild Tyler. <laughs> That's just Tabasco. I can't breathe. <laughs>
1: that happened the other night with the assistant, the assistant made some food Uh and she's like, Oh my gosh, it's spicy. And I'm like, I was just about to add more hot sauce. (laughs) She's like, this is like the top of my spice limit. And I'm like, I barely even taste spice. (laughs) You know who you guys should get in on those? Uh, Tyler power tank, Tyler. Yes.
0: He's another big hot sauce. Yes, he is.
1: Actually, I need to, I meant to send him a photo because I was, when we were, doing the episode and recording with them, um, on Monday, uh, we were talking about hot sauces and I said, I have a new favorite hot sauce. And he was, was like, what was it? And I don't remember the name of it. It's just, uh, I know the picture. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. I need to snap it and send it to him so he can try it out.
0: Yeah. Steve finally, uh, sent me the, all the pictures he took, uh, oh. a bunch of the pictures he took towards the end of the night as we, that was, there was nobody else left in the brewery, but us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was just fun thinking, reminiscing about that night again. So let's talk about that. Okay. Cause we didn't touch on it on the intro for the power tank episode. That's true. I don't think we did. So why did we go to high water brewing? Because I love campfire stouts. It was a totally a selfish move to try and get everyone to go
0: there, but and it
1: worked. <laughs> why did we not know that it was in Lodi until just recently? Because they just opened up that
0: spot in 2019 oh. and they did not technically have a quote unquote location before that they've been brewing forever and they have a few different locations they brew out of because yeah. they do, uh, you know, countrywide distribution, um, but they never opened up an actual location where people could come and visit them right. until mid late 2019. Something like that.
1: Yeah. So the interesting lay or, or way they do their brewing. Well, mm-hmm. I forgot what they call those big ginormous pots that you they're wine make. barrels Well, all no bigger sours. than that okay like whatever they make the big the you still, know like that yeah still. This, not a, it's not a still right i, I don't know i called, don't know what yeah. you call those things so they're like you know uh i don't three uh, five thousand gallon yeah, yeah containers. containers they Stainless own steel. they own them mm-hmm. they own theirs mm-hmm. right and then they move they've moved them from other breweries yeah. to around, yeah. to get their brewing done. They don't, ha- they didn't have a location, but they had the thing, they had everything to they make had all it. the equipment, yeah. And so they would like have their have a location and let other people use their stuff as long as they weren't using it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. yeah, so so we just found out that they're in. Lodi, California,
0: <laughs> yeah, which is and right down
1: the road from Sacramento, California. Yeah. And we were happened to go down and, um, luckily to record with power tank, those wonderful gentlemen. And yeah. so we did, we kind of conversed them conversed. We convinced, convinced, There you go. The <laughs> we convinced them to come down to high water with us. Uh-huh. Uh, cause we were going to go there afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we convinced them to come down and record the podcast down there. And yeah, so and it was funny cause right as we walked in, uh, w- you and I and Tyler went to set up the recording stuff. Yeah, and Steve went and ordered beers. Yeah, and he came back and he gave you a beer, and you're like, uh. "Is this the high uh, the campfire side on Nitro?" And he's like, "I don't know. Oh, yeah. I didn't know they had one." <laughs> yeah, and so he went back in. And he came back out. He's like, no, but they they were out on that keg, but now they're going to put it on for us. Yeah. And so then the next round that came out was uh, the nitro version. And it was interesting to taste the difference between the CO2 and a nitro.
0: Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting because there, I didn't really taste too much of a difference. And they do that on purpose. So uh, I had a, a glass of CO two and a glass of nitro right next to each other, and I was able to go back and forth. And um, that's when the one of the owners, the the what was it? She the the chief flavor officer. Yeah. Um, CFO. The CFO. Yeah, chief flavor officer. She brought the nitros out and then explained to us that whenever you do a beer and charge the keg with nitro, it makes the beer sweeter. And so what they do is their beer that they're going to charge with nitro. Um, they purposefully make that beer with less sugar in it so that it doesn't come out a lot sweeter than the CO2 version, but you still get the velvetiness right. of the nitro. Yeah. And so it was, it totally was just like that. It yeah. t- the flavor profile was exactly the same as the CO2. It was just a little less bubbly
1: correct yeah and, and more smooth it was more smooth more velvety i think a velvet is a very yeah. good sensation to explain that um uh, also a byproduct of that is it had less alcohol because mm-hmm. it had less sugar mm-hmm. um so the yeast wasn't able to eat as much and poop out all the alcohol yeah <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah. yeah so that it was that it was, was really fun really cool and then that so was we really cool. we recorded our podcast mm-hmm. and then what and then we went inside to half say goodbye
0: half. And then we ended up getting talked into staying and trying out more because yeah. when we went back inside, they were done serving.
1: Yeah. We didn't know that we asked we, for another round. <laughs> yeah. Right. We went in and asked for another <laughs> round and they're like, well, we closed like 15 minutes ago, but we'll, we'll give you guys one more. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah. And so I got some orange, like an orange creamsicle beer, yep. which was very citrusy, but it was an but it was an orange creamsicle ale um, on it. And then there was, did you get another high water?
0: No, no, I actually. So I, the main thing I wanted to do was to try samples of some of the the bottles and cans that they had ready for purchasing. Got it. Okay, um, because the secretary loves sours, mm. and they had six or seven, a yeah. uh, healthy selection of sours and a couple gozes, and so in. Me asking about, you know, comparing, you know, hey, how does this sour compare to this one? You know, what's going on? The the CFO, <laughs> Barry, um, she was like, oh, well, here, let me tell you all about it. And then mm-hmm. she ended up pouring samples for all of us for all of the sours. And we got like this whole on yeah. demonstration demo of all of their sour selection there goes as and, and how they compare and what goes into the process of making them and how they make their sours versus how almost everybody else makes
1: their sours. Yeah. Uh, and bef- which was fantastic. So I don't like sours. I don't either. I've like, I've always been mm-hmm. like sour is a beer that's gone bad. Yeah. You know, like it <laughs> right? shouldn't be there like yeah. blue cheese in yeah. my opinion. I love blue cheese. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't like blue cheese either. Oh man. But uh, uh, after talking with Barry Mm-hmm. I now have a better uh, understanding of why sours fit into the beer realm. Mm-hmm. What, there is actually a point and a place for sours, which I didn't ever think about before. Mm-hmm. You know, And when she said charcuterie board to me, uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like instead <laughs> of having a white wine or a sparkling wine, uh-huh. to have a sour beer with a charcuterie board, I'd be like, yes, like that. Uh-huh. Now that makes complete sense and it totally fits. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. And they, they do them um, um, in wine barrels, Yes, which is really
0: interesting. So they, they take, you know, different wine barrels and they, they, and it depends on, you know, the wood and all the, everything that goes into making wine. Yeah. But now you're making a beer in a wine barrel a so used you get, wine. Oh, barrel. used wine barrel. Thank you. Um, so you get the flavored notes and the flavor profiles of whatever wine was in there. Um, and she said that's how they make their sours. Whereas a lot of other breweries out there, they make sours just by dumping a bunch of vinegar into the mixture. Yeah, they make a beer and then add vinegar to it. Yeah. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And the their sours didn't have that super tight, just like make your throat want to close up feel to them. And once she explained that. You know, a usually difference. a lot of people make sours out of vinegars and we make them out of used wine barrels. Um, their sours were way more smoother and easier to drink. And it was, uh, but still tart. But still had a little tart to them, had a yeah. little kick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was really, really cool to see the flavor profiles. And when she was talking about, you know, like this one was made out of rose petals and oh, citrus, yeah. uh-huh. you know, and this one's made, I forgot what the other ones, some other ones were made of, but this one was, you know, just all citrusy. And then, the, you know, she had like, yeah, they had like six or something like yeah. that. Um, and it was really, and one of them at the, one of the last ones, she had built us up. Like she's, mm-hmm. we started a not very sour and went to yeah, an extremely really sour. sour. Yeah. And like the second to last one, she said, when you drink this, just think brute champagne. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this, is bru- this is a brute, this is a brute champagne. Like it, yeah. the flavor notes are exactly like a brute champagne. Yeah. It didn't taste like a beer mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. but I guess it's made just like a beer or it yeah. is a beer, but it's the it is a ch- beer, the yeah. of brute champagne. Yeah. Yeah. So after one thing that was funny is after every time we did a tasting, Steve went to the, to the walk, uh, <laughs> walk up cabinet. Yeah. And, where all the, the cans and bottles were yeah, purchased and would, Get one or two of those and bring <laughs> yeah. it back, and then we do another tasting. And he's like, "Oh, I really like this one too." Uh-huh. And he'd walk around <laughs> and he'd go get another beer. And I myself ended up buying four beers that I didn't anticipate buying. Yeah. Um. After we did a bunch of that tasting, mm-hmm. I had one of them the other day, which was the Campfire Stout Imperial. Oh, okay. It was really good. That was good. It was uh m- It was more uh like sharp. Than huh. a normal campfire stout and okay. it was really good, but I'm still excited. They also had the campfire stout coffee. That's the one that I really want to get. I into. want to so try that. I'm saving I that one for
0: hammers. I'm taking. That okay. Are you, I'll bring yeah. mine too. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to try
0: that. Yeah. Anyways, um, sorry for that long tangent. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it, but it was a really, really fun time. I'm super glad that we ended up going to high water and that, we shut down the place. I think we were there two hours beyond their, their serving dead cut yeah. off deadline. Sorry
1: to <laughs> Sorry. the employees that yeah. were working and waiting for Barry to stop talking to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on our end, totally were totally made the night totally was worth it. I think we both went home just super giddy and happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, it was a wonderful experience. And if you guys are anywhere near Lodi or anywhere near Highwater uh, high water brewing, you know, I highly suggest going to their locations. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, and you have yet to try the campfire stout, go out and grab one. Mm-hmm. They're at almost every major uh, grocery store yeah. these days. Yeah, And I think in the near future, Uh, We might be doing a snail trail meetup during Tyler's month during Tyler's month, Maybe that'll be exciting. Yeah, we might be going out to a you know, Snail Trail meetup at Highwater Brewing in Lodi. I'm really just going to throw myself a massive birthday party out at <laughs> Highwater
0: Brewing, yeah. and everybody's invited. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh man, so um, yeah, super fun time. Uh, listen up for details about uh, forthcoming's up at Highwater Brewing with the the podcast and other stuff going on. So, um, let's see. Shall we get into today's episode? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, we have uh, all the stuff going on for this month, you know, leading into king of the hammers. Uh, so yeah, I know Jason's heading down, I believe on Thursday here, uh, quite a few other people. Um, the first weekend that you and I will not be down there for, but is this coming up weekend? uh, A lot of the T one stuff is going on. So the trophy trucks are racing. So, um, I'm haven't followed up to see if they added the extra 80 miles (laughs) to the trophy truck race. I don't know.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I haven't seen.
0: I'd be be really curious to know uh, whether the the trophy truck drivers decided to that that was a good idea or not. Um, So uh, yeah, trophy trucks going on this weekend, and then uh, Monday is uh, qualifying and the shootout. Tuesday then is qualifying for 4,400. So I believe Monday is 4,800 EMC qualifying. Uh, Tuesday is um, 4,400,
1: 4,400
0: qualifying, qualifying. Uh, power hours is, you know, right around four o'clock, I believe, um, which is where they do all of the, the big names. So you've got the Lauren Healy, the Von Gittens, the, um, the Levi Shirley's, uh, the, um, the Campbell's you've got you know, everybody else that's out there as well. All the big names are going to be qualifying during power hour. Um, and then Wednesday is uh, tech and contingency, I believe. Okay. And then Thursday is UTV race. Yep. Uh, Friday is uh, EMC. So 48, 46 and 4500 classes. And then Saturday is the 44 unlimited class. And then, um, Sunday is pack up and get the fuck out of there. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so early uh, before Boone road fills up. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah,
0: that's always a fun traffic jam getting 70,000 people out of one road <laughs> Boone road. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the whole week. Uh, Jimmy and I are heading down on Monday.
1: Yep. Monday and early. So
0: Monday early. The goal is to be there and catch some of uh, some of the shootout uh, depends on what time we get down there and what time we get kind of our stuff set up at camp and then we'll head over to the shootout. So uh, we'll be down there Monday evening and then Tuesday um, I will be out at the Morflay booth on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday we will be um, doing recovery yep. down at the plan right now is that we will be down at back door. But, uh, they uh, they ultra four is still hurting for more people to help with recoveries on the rock trails. So uh, they've got a lot of volunteers that are good for other places um, throughout the trail uh, and the, the, the trail, the course, um, but they are hurting on uh, skilled volunteers that have some recovery background to cover the rock trails. So we might be taking over chocolate thunder on Thursday.
1: Yeah. And,
0: uh, so, uh, it'll be a, a snail trail podcast day out at chocolate thunder on Thursday during UTV. Um, if things um, change the way we might be looking at them changing, but as of right now, the solid plan is we'll be down at Backdoor. So stop by, say hi to us down at back door doing UTV race. If we're not there, we're over at chocolate thunder. So you'll have plenty of time to get over there and say hi to us over there. If we're not at back door, <laughs> um, Friday, uh, we'll all be out at the more Flight booth and we're doing the listener meetup. <clears throat> and that is going to start at noon. And we're going to have some pizzas from Dang Brothers. So, uh, first come, first serve. If you're not there early, then you may not get any pizza. Uh, but we will be having listener meetup there. I know that Lee Lim from cruising to camp is going to be there as well as Jason and Chris from Wheeling Wine and Whiskey. They'll be there at the booth as well. Uh, noon to 1 p.m. on Friday and then uh, Saturday I'll be back at the booth and um, watching the big screen, the Jumbotron most likely during Saturday. So
1: um,
0: what are your plans for the week there?
1: pretty much that. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, for the most part, everything you said, I do have, um, a few interviews lined up that I'm going to try to get. I'm pretty excited. I have an interview lined up on, I'm going to Thursday morning with a first time KOH racer. Oh, that'll be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I've talked to him about interviewing him on Thursday before his race and getting like The pre-jurder how do you feel? (laughs) What do you expect? Blah, blah, blah. And he's racing on Friday, right? He's He's racing on Friday. And then I'm going to try to get him to interview a follow-up on saturday okay and um if he's not helping with anybody with in pits Uh and go and follow up and just say so was it what you expected was it you know how did you do Mm -hmm. you know um so i thought that might be a really interesting kind of that would be a really fun episode yeah yeah to compare uh how his event went and you know and he's racing, um, with a first time co-driver too. So it's like both of them are <laughs> okay. new. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. So have they
0: been to King of the hammers yeah. quite a bit and yeah, they've been, they've been and,
1: and volunteered and worked in pits like okay. they, they know mm. sort of that aspect. Mm-hmm. Right. But they, you know, they've never raced, yeah. you know, and the, I've, I don't, I think they've done one or two. I think they did San Felipe last year mm-hmm. and they did uh Crandon or something like that. They went out to Crandon. I think they did. Wow. Um, I don't remember. I think mm-hmm. they did two races last year. So they've done racing, but not KOH. Not KOH. So. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, that'll be really fun to see mm-hmm. how that episode plays out. And I think that's going to,
1: yeah, give a really interesting perspective. Yeah. the story there. So yeah, I'm also trying to meet up with, uh, Nate from dirt lifestyle and Max Powell again. Nice. We'll um, those just two guys in the same trailer again. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to hang out with them once. you know, once again, and meet up and just catch, catch up. And I'm you know, really curious to hear how uh, Nate's Tacoma build went. Yes. That's that's the primary focus that I want to talk to Nate about is what he thinks about the RCLT, Mm -hmm. um, how he built his rig, what how like is he three linked to the rear, Uh so he got rid of rid of the leaf springs and everything. Yeah, you know, so it's really so I've been watching those videos to just have a little ammo, you know, uh, for when I meet him. And then also Max Powell got a crawler. Max Powell got a crawler and quit his day job as a firefighter. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, Uh, and he bought like a few other. He bought an FJ (laughs) sixty two. And he bought a, um, <laughs> like a motor, he, uh, the crawler he's hauler. building them. Yeah. The crawler harder building a motorhome. Yeah. So both of them have, I have some, they've got some interesting stories that have happened in the last year. Yeah. Um, and Nate's particularly in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, so I think it'd just be fun to catch them, catch up with them and see what they've been up to and see how they're enjoying, you know, the, the toyota life because you know even though max powell has had a tacoma for a long time and now he's a toyota crawler you know style and Uh um nate's been a jeeper for many 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 years and Mm -hmm. just sort of got into the toyota world here so Mm -hmm. um yeah it just i think it'd be if it works out they're both super busy yeah um i'm the one that's more free so on my end i'm kind of like you tell me a time and place and I'll be there. Yeah. So we'll (laughs) see if we can make it work, but I think it'd be fun to talk to those guys. That'll be exciting
0: to listen to that episode as well. Um, well, cool. So that's kind of our plans for next week. Um, we'll get into a little bit more on Monday's episode about all that. Um, if you're not already, uh, you have a couple more days here to get in on the patron giveaway tier, uh, for one of the more fleet uh, tire repair kits. So, uh, the extreme upgrade on it as well. So it's, you've got the sidewall protection, you've got valve stem protection of multiple kinds, plus a shit ton of tire plugs and, <laughs> other stuff that any for that should be able to take care of pretty much anything you encounter on the trail uh, minus, you know, a Wolverine completely shredding your tire like it happened to my dad. So uh, yeah, that's uh, coming up at the end of January here. So you got to make sure you're in before January 31st and then we'll be announcing the winner um, the week after we get back from KOH here. So the second week of February. Um, so so what, el- what else do we got going on here, Jimmy?
1: Yeah. So in regards to giveaways, we also Mm -hmm. are going to be doing February's giveaway, uh, as a gear wrench product, not entirely sure what we're going to be doing yet, but Mm -hmm. we do have some things on, uh, the shelf that we could, uh, compile together or figure out. And we'll probably look that over after we get back from hammers and we'll give you guys an update, but it definitely will be a very nice package from gear wrench. Yeah. Cause gear wrench has a nice package. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking man. of gear wrench. I you going to say speaking of packages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too. Uh, uh congratulations to Morgan. Uh huh. You won the KOH, the uh, event VIP trip. VIP trip. Mm-hmm. No idea who you are, but congratulations. Is it a boy or a girl? No Male idea. Or female. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, also yeah. I'm not quite sure. I haven't heard anything from gear wrench Corey, but, GearWrench posted something that they're partnering up with TRD. Yes. Toyota TRD. Yeah. I don't So so, we don't know what that means. No, we we haven't. Like you would think we would be the first ones called, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, why aren't they calling us and telling us about this? Come on, Janet and CJ. We're looking at you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's exciting Uh news. Not quite Uh sure what it all means, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, we.
0: I definitely have plans to uh, track down. I don't know if I would imagine CJ is going to be down there. Yeah, I don't Um, know. At King of the Hammers, Janet should definitely be down there. Janet will definitely be down there. um, I'll definitely be tracking down Janet and uh, sitting down with her and asking some. some uh, very pointed questions Mm -hmm. about what this TRD partnership is. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So um, we've got that on the, on the to-do list here. Um, The, we've had more products show
1: up for the gift boxes. Oh yeah. For April, for Tyler's month of gift boxes. I think we have about, I think we're almost done. I think we have, we're still, I think we're just waiting on one company at this point. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if you saw their email, but they have said that they have, They have both the items that we asked for, and uh, we'll probably be able to get those fairly soon. Nice. That's exciting. Yes. Awesome. Um, So yeah, pretty much the gift box. If all goes
0: well, we might actually have that all together before the end of February.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I know. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm super stoked for that. We might need to get new boxes because one of the items are pretty long.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I still think we should just cut that one in half and let people glue it back together. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, we've got that. Uh, we should be able, we are on track to have all of the keychains and uh, winnings from uh, our. Uh, KOh gear wrench giveaway that we did in conjunction with uh, gear wrench's VIP trip giveaway. Um, we should have all those winnings out the door by end of day Friday for you guys so um, watch for those to show up on your doorsteps uh, probably during the week of KOh that we're gonna be gone there so that first week of February. Um, but those are going out. So we can finally uh, get that one off the to-do list. Yeah. Since. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> when was it April of yeah. last year? Yeah. <laughs> um, I did have another
1: really fun update to announce. And by the way, uh, uh-huh. Benjamin, if you're listening, I did upgrade or change your address. Oh, perfect. Um,
0: so you remember how we were talking about uh, Kevin Jones's chassis, his old one. Mm-hmm. I know who bought all of it.
1: I saw a photo, uh-huh. but I don't know who it was. So that Mark, they tagged us. Yeah. Mark Dilbeck is uh, one of the members
0: of the Mad Hatters. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and he's a big listener of the podcast as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I'm, I'm really excited that that chassis got purchased by somebody I know, but at the same time, kind of pissed about it too, because I really wanted to get all that. And I just couldn't make it work. <laughs>
1: yeah, It was a screaming deal.
0: <laughs> it was a screaming deal. So uh, congratulations to Mark and he's going to have it all ready to go. He said by next week so that he can bring it down to hammer. I'm just kidding. No, there's no way. <laughs> um, but I would like to say and I'm just going to I'm just going to put it out there that uh, Kevin, I think it all sold because of us I'm just saying I that, agree. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and and so really, what I'm asking for is a finder's fee in some rod and hammers. So, um, anyways, <laughs>
1: I think um, we'll be able to try some of that.
0: I'm I'm looking forward to it. So I'm I'm thinking about walking up and trading him um, some screwball for some rod and hammers. Do you think he'll go for it? <laughs>
1: Kevin? Yeah, he, yeah. Pro- he probably would. He would? Think I so? think he would. Yeah, he okay. seems like that type of guy. He likes peanut butter whiskey. I mean, anybody <laughs> under six foot, I think does. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It's those people over six foot that you got a question.
0: Yeah, is Jason over six foot?
1: I don't know. I, I, don't, don't, th- I don't think he's right he there. Is. Yeah, he's got to be close. I don't think Chris is. No, no. So he he's, right. he got so if you're five
0: nine, five nine five or nine nine. <laughs> lower. <laughs> oh man. Anyways. Oh, I do. I'm going to take that present to Kevin over there. Do it. I've been meaning to mail that to him and I just I keep forgetting about it. every time I walk in the studio here. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to send that. And I never have. So I'm taking throw it in the Jeep. It. What Jeep? Your Jeep outside. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that one with the full you know, like back seats and all. Yeah, the back the, the four door.
0: I have a JK, yeah, the, the JK the, Rubicon. The yeah. The JK Rubicon. I'm taking to Jeepers Jamboree this year. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That one. Uh, Okay, fine. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, let's see. We have a a couple of reviews and a a couple uh, of one voicemail. Oh, we do. So let's do the reviews first. All right. Uh, Let's see. We left off with the t-shirt review goat best off road podcast. Thank you. Um, And then uh, let's see. The next one is trails and snails parentheses. Toyotas Uh, five stars Uh, says always a great listen. And it makes the daily grind in the company pickup feel just a little bit like wheeling. Keep up the great work guys all the way from Northwest Pennsylvania from D who is
1: nine toe TJR. Oh, nice. Yeah. So does not, does he run trails and snails? I didn't think he did, huh.
0: but maybe I know that does. Instagram handle. He, his, his name here is a TJR, which is a TJ Rubicon. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would imagine he does not run
1: snails trails. or yeah. trails Interesting. and snails. Maybe he got onto their account to write a review for us.
0: Maybe that, or maybe he uh, goes wheeling in the company vehicle, which is a Toyota, which is trails and snails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. So <laughs> I was going to say, keep all four <laughs> tires on the ground.
0: Yeah. in That case. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you for the review there. Uh, next one is, my dad made me review this. <laughs> nice, um, five stars. It says he said he gets something when it reaches five hundred reviews. I don't know. <laughs> that's the review. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's from Kitty Kitty three thousand and one. So thank
1: you, Kitty Kitty. <laughs> I love it. That's great. I think this might be my favorite review so far. One of them. It's up there for sure. Yep. The honesty was you know, perfect.
0: Yes. Um, and then the last one for today is awesome podcast. Five stars. This is an amazing podcast. Keeps me very entertained on road trips and
1: while at work. And that's from Jay Z TRD. Awesome. Jay Z. So. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys. I figured what we need to do is because it takes us eight hours to go from our house uh, to Johnson Valley. Uh-huh. We should make an eight hour long podcast
0: why <laughs> so that, that people terrible.
1: have to know li- so them somebody <laughs> listens to it on the whole drive. Oh, that would be terrible. I know. It's a stupid idea, but it'd be funny. (laughs) Like that person driving from like North Carolina is like, man, you half of my trip was all you guys. (laughs) Half my trip to Moab
0: this year to cruise Moab. Um, I think it might be interesting to mic ourselves up for the entire trip and record the whole thing. And then we could take whatever snippets of stupid (laughs) conversation that comes up. That
1: could be interesting. Yeah. I was listening to um, one of the Mike and Max podcasts and he said he did an interview in a car with with one of his friends mm-hmm. and just there, the road noise was way too much. Um, then you know, the air and road noise well, and everything was he using lapel
0: mics or was he using just like,
1: I'm not sure. Or yeah. these, I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, if one of us is a driver and they're having to hold a mic on our chin <laughs> while we're driving down the road, we
0: can fab up a microphone holder off of the a pillar.
1: Yeah. Right. Just Cop is going to be like, what the
0: fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah, it might be. I've always thought about just like I'm driving and I really like I'm either listening to podcasts or listening to music. I might as well talk about something into a mic. So we do have a two sets
0: of lapel mics. So we have four lapel mics that we could theoretically mic up a couple of race teams. Yeah. If we wanted to try and, and make that happen and see what goes on in a race car sure. <laughs> for 14 hour <laughs>
1: train wrecks. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot one of the podcasts was like throw a GoPro on there. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah it was Slosson. I think it might've been it was, Slosson. I think it was Slauson. Yeah. yeah. On the wheeling wine whiskey episode. But
0: I bet you that would be some colorful commentary yeah. <laughs> getting Slauson mic'd up for an entire race. Yeah. the guy's so dry. I wonder <laughs> if he yeah.
1: even says anything or if he's just like 100% focused.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I'm sure he he has some very choice words during uh, when trail tampons appear or I'm sure or uh, you know, if something breaks on the car (laughs) that he knows is breaking. So um, anyways, let's see. What else do we got? We have a voicemail voicemail. Mm -hmm. Oh God, it's Shirley again. So, Shirley Shirley called back, apparently, after we, we called her out um, from the last voicemail session. That's great. I'm excited exactly. You're now. You're excited? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to go? Ready. Let's see what Shirley has to say.
1: Hey, guys. It's Shirley. How you been? Hey, I heard you were looking for a
0: prize winner there named String Trucker. <laughs> I seem to remember somebody by that name uh, when I was a uh, long loser. Back in the day, you know, a girl had to make some funs to. Alive. I'm not real proud of those years, but it's got me through.
1: Lizard. But
0: uh, I think I have his number. Uh, give me a call and I'll give it to you, and you can give that prize to the six-string trucker. And I got a message for him, too, that I'd like you to pass
1: along to him. So i to suck. Was that it? That was it. Uh, <laughs> like waiting for the end, like a goodbye or something. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Shirley. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have to get in contact with you so we can find six string trucker. He still has not responded. Yep. Has not responded yet, but it sounds like
0: Shirley has some, a uh, lot lizard days behind her that um, she's had some contact with six string trucker. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll,
1: we'll have to connect those dots for her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. So uh thanks, calling in, Shirley. Uh see if you can have Cletus call in again. Uh we'd love to uh hear how Cletus has been doing
1: too. Um so, anyways, <clears throat> let's see. What have you been up to, sir? Yeah, I've I've got a few things on my list. Yeah. Um, let's see. So uh a while ago I was talking to you guys about uh building a table
0: and yeah, how huh? hustle nuts
1: came over and he had mm-hmm. a few s- snazzy ideas and, mm-hmm. um, on how to f- make things true and plumb, and mm-hmm. they worked out really well. Oh, um, speaking of, sorry. Speaking of hustle nuts. Yeah. He got some stickers. He did. Have you gotten any yet? Well, I bought them. Oh, so do you have any in your possession? I do. I need some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, those are great. Um, Our uh, executive producer, B. Murphy. Oh, did he make those? Drew them up. Okay. And they're actually um, a GIF on Instagram. Oh, really? So if you go to GIFs and you do uh, Hustle Nuts, Uh that sticker will come up. That's cool. And then, um, so I asked him for the vector artwork, Mm -hmm. and then I made a few, like, tweaks and made a few things uh, a little more more curved or more pointed on some of the ends and Mm -hmm. made it look like m- just a little bit more streamlined mm-hmm. and then I submitted them to sticker robot and oh. bought 250 <laughs> stickers for him and nice. gave it to him as a Christmas present, a belated <laughs> Christmas present. That's super cool. Yeah. So, um, so he was stoked. He was excited to see Yeah, it.
0: It's a really cool stickers. It's a play on the hot wheels. Yeah. Oh, uh, exactly. logo. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a hustle nuts with the fire where it would normally say, I think hot wheels. And well, it then says hot
1: where it says used to say hot wheels. It says mm-hmm. hustle nuts Yep. where the wheel is. Um, on the hot wheels logo, it has two nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then the fire's going off and then on one of the nuts, it says D's nuts.
0: Oh, really? I didn't (laughs) notice that part. It's super (laughs) small.
1: So yeah, it's, That's it's awesome. cool.
0: That's really cool. I need to get some of those.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it was funny cause I gave Hussman the package and I said it's open because I stole some of the stickers out of it. Gotcha. So, he's okay. like, cool. Thanks. So um, <laughs> anyway, so Hussman came over and we started building the frame of the table up, mm-hmm. but I finally got the casters in because we, yep. I didn't have the casters. And so we mm-hmm. were kind of guessing on the height of the casters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went on the old, uh, Amazon. Okay. And did a lot of uh, scrolling and I finally found some uh, rotating lockable casters that nice. are roughly that were roughly six inches tall. Okay. And that's what we allocated for around that is what we allocated for the um, the, the height, the overall height of the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The cast right, which makes the overall height of the table. So I mm-hmm. got them in, um, they're black and orange, perfect wrench <laughs> colors yeah. to go with everything. <laughs> yeah, go with um, the shop theme. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, the table put it all together and it looks great. It works great. It's a g- awesome height and it's about an eighth higher than the counters, the whole uh, rest yeah. of the counters, um, which is that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good for yeah. guessing on a a caster height. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm stoked with that. I mean, I don't think that eighth inch is going to be really crucial. And I'd
0: anything. say if,
1: if you really want to be
0: picky about it, you can grind one sixteenth an inch off the top of the caster and the bottom of the leg plates, the yeah. foots of the table, and it would be perfect. But one eighth is pretty damn good. So yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Or I'll just find a one 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 eighth inch piece of steel and put it underneath the other table, (laughs) table, you know, to just make it perfect or whatever. But yeah, I'm stoked. It's close enough for every, like, I don't need to be that precise at this point in time, Yeah. you know? So it's, I'm stoked with it. And I was only going, you know, like, Oh, let's just match heights because That sounds like a good thing to do. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I've been using the table and it's really nice. It's a good, good size, good layout. Nice to be able to roll away Mm -hmm. and pull back out and everything works fine and rolls fine. The ground's not perfectly level. So, you know, (laughs) so you
0: just go over the crack on that one side so that you have your countertop on one, you know, on the upper side of the crack and then the tables on the lower side of the crack. It will be perfect. Yeah, exactly.
1: Perfect. (laughs) So that all worked out well. I know some, People uh, ask questions on how did we make the height of the table when we didn't have the casters, you know, Mm -hmm. so we just measured the gear wrench casters and said, "Okay, I I need to get something (laughs) approximately that high. Yeah. So, yeah, it all worked out pretty well. Nice. So that was one thing that I wanted to clarify and talk about Uh um, and how excited I am to use that table. Finally. Mm. Um, The other thing was I had a Jeep. In my driveway, yeah, that was weird. I know that was. I mean, it wasn't a real Jeep. In That's my what opinion, everybody keeps saying. <laughs> I'm like, I think there's some people out there would argue that statement, but well,
0: they don't actually exist in reality either. So what? Jeeps, that no, that the that the Jeep you had in your driveway is a real Jeep. Yeah, I can only think of one person that would argue that. I can think of two. No, yeah. I can think of one, and he's never really. He's, Showing he's not real. Yeah, he's not real. Yeah. So
1: the other one is Steve from the Total Off-Road podcast. Oh. Uh, who made a convertible Liberty. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's right. He did. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. So I mean it has seven slots on the front and yeah. it has Jeep written on it. Okay. I mean,
0: in that case, it's then f- my my JK Rubicon that I'm gonna have a Jeepers
1: Jamboree is a real Jeep. I agree. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I said earlier. Perfect. <laughs> Okay. So um, yeah, it was. So my brother called me from Costco and he's like, "Uh, I think I have a problem with my coolant. And I'm like, what? And he's like, it's spewing out everywhere. It's not in the car. It's not in. Anymore. Yeah, it's not in the car. It's on the ground. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sounds like that's, you got a problem with your coolant. <laughs> that's funny. Um, And so, yeah, so he uh, towed it over to my house. Mm-hmm. And the I don't know why, but the tow truck wouldn't drive it back to the shop he just mm-hmm. they dropped it on the road and then <laughs> okay. you know and then my, my brother was like so we're we gonna have to push it over there i'm like no i'm just gonna drive it he's like oh, you, yeah you know and then he's like but there's no cool there's there. no coolant. i'm like from the road to my garage is only a few hundred yards yeah, the vehicle's fine. not gonna warm up in that amount of time like yeah. it's not that big of a deal <laughs> so yeah just drove it over to the pad and um, started. The first thing I did was I added more water into the system. Yeah. Right. To see what's going on. Yeah. To Where's figure that? it out like what's happening. And as soon as I was pouring water into the system, it started pouring out the bottom of his radiator. Uh oh. Yeah. And so I started investing
0: like, like pouring out or yeah, just as fast as out? kind
1: of as fast as I was putting it in. It was Uh-oh. coming out. Of the oh, yeah, bottom. That's
0: a big problem, right?
1: <laughs> and okay. so I started investigating where it was coming out because it was only one spot. It wasn't like pouring out the whole thing. It was coming out of this area and it was uh, it looked like it was the drain plug. Oh, interesting, right? Yeah. And so I poked around and stuck my finger in the hole, you know, and played with it a little <laughs> bit uh-huh. and it came out all wet <laughs> <Okay>. and
0: <laughs> I'm really glad you, you added that on there just to solidify everything.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyways, and, and sweet smelling too. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: That's a new experience. Yeah, right. Just kidding. Anyways, uh
1: um. Anyway, it seemed Uh like I couldn't tell because it wasn't threaded. Mm -hmm. So either the drain plug had ripped the threads out somehow.
0: Really, the the interior of where the drain plug would be
1: wasn't threaded at all. No, it's not threaded. Interesting. Um, Also, that Liberty like to fill the radiator has a reservoir like on the firewall. Like there's no fill plug on the top of the radiator. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So you fill this reservoir, and at I'm assuming firewall. it's also the overflow reservoir yeah. um, at the firewall. And then the, it goes down into through the engine or whatever and into the, you know, radiator and okay. fills it up that way. All right. Yeah. It was backwards. <laughs> yeah. Ass Backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah. So, i threw out on social media like is this a drain plug what isn't there supposed to be a drain here what happened and actually yeah so it was the drain plug okay uh, or the drain and there's supposed to be a plug in there It's like a cork but, it's just pushed in with your yeah hand, and or? so I was like well shit maybe I'll just put some like hose over it and zip like hose clamp <laughs> yeah. it on there and like you know glue it shut somehow and see if it still runs uh-huh. um, but, and then the next day my brother comes to my house and he goes, I got a plug and I was like, where'd you get a plug? Like I called yeah. some shops and they only sold radiators and he's like, well, I went to pick and pull. Uh, I'm like, no, oh. uh, okay. I'm like, cool. How much was it? He's like free 99. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother straight up paid the entrance fee to go to pick and pull. Yeah. Right. And then walked, found a Liberty like uh-huh. randomly and pulled the drain plug out of it and po- put it in his pocket, pocket and walked out. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but the drain, so the drain plug and he's like, I don't know if it's going to work or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause the drain plug wasn't threaded. Yeah. It had these two little like crimp or crimp things. Yeah. And so the way that it works is you push it in and it has like an O ring on it and then you turn it 90 degrees and it sits in place. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So it just kind of locks itself yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we did that and we filled it up with water and it was still leaking a little bit. Mm. And I was like, okay. And then I just cranked it tight. Yeah. And it stopped leaking. You know, and so, so my brother's now driving it around. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to see if there's any overheating issues. Mm -hmm. If he did overheat it. Um, And if there's no real problems, uh, like in a week or so, I'm going to have him come back and we're going to put a little bit of like silicone or some something. No, not (laughs) JB Weld. Something Uh that you can break loose, but won't like rattle itself loose. Gotcha. um, On the drain plug so that it, because that's the only thing I can think of is that it just, you know, over however many miles that vehicle has, it just eventually unspun itself Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I can't think the heat would throw it out or, you know, maybe things
0: do get pressurized quite a bit. They do. And maybe the,
1: the continuous uh, heating up and cooling down, heating Mm -hmm. up and cooling down, allowed it to rotate a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, and my brother said it was like just pouring out right there. And it, so my guess is he just left like he went in the tow truck, took him away that there's a drain plug right there yeah. in that parking spot somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, so that was a fun little thing. So, um, got to play with a Jeep Liberty a little bit, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. Solved the problem for free 99. Yeah. So. Well, for the entry cost of the, yeah, whatever much yeah. it costs to go into pick and pull. Yeah. Um, but so we'll see, I don't, when I, I ran, so I unplugged the fan and I got the vehicle hot, mm-hmm. like above normal running temperature. Um, halfway between normal running temperature and where it says H on the gauge. Mm -hmm. And then I plugged it back the fan on and let it idle and it all equal. It came down fine. Like it Mm -hmm. brought itself down in temperature. everything got went right back down to normal running temperature. It, you know, everything seemed like it was still fine. So Mm -hmm. I think just the plug came out
0: probably. I mean, that would, that would cause a catastrophic failure in your cooling system. So (laughs) I've I've never really seen or
1: heard that before. Like, Oh, my drain plug on my radiator unwound itself. Yeah. I've had
0: mine um, loosen up and stop sealing fully, but I've never had it completely fall out.
1: Yeah. Well, the one, at least the one on Bobcat, is a metal threaded Mm -hmm. like wing nut looking thing. Yeah. Where this one was just, it was a piece of black plastic with an O-ring on the end (laughs) that you just shoved into the hole and turned 90 degrees and it sort of just held itself in. Huh.
0: Yeah, it's weird. So um, another uh, design flaw from the jeep manufacturer. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> we can just tack that on our list.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, we love jeep owners. Really? We do. Yeah. yeah. I, I love yeah. the fact that you're just continuously mm-hmm. paying to be in this industry.
0: Yep. I just don't like uh, JK owners. So oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> JL owners jail are owners. good. Speaking of JL owners. <laughs> oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> Rodney. Oh, <laughs>
0: Uh, Those are the worst Rodney. Yeah, Rod Jeep jail owners named Rodney are the worst. Okay,
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but his Instagram post that we, I think we, I threw it up on my Instagram. I don't know if you did, but I know wheeling wine and whiskey added it too Mm -hmm. they uh, of when the intro that you did, like if you (laughs) like wheeling and Toyotas and especially hearing about how Jeeps suck. Yeah. And then he turned around and did this bug eye look right at the camera. That video was was priceless. It was so hilarious.
0: So the first time I don't, I don't really should keep my volume on, on my phone. So like I was watching it and um, I think I was watching it in bed and so like the, the secretary was trying to sleep and so I kept the volume off so all I saw was the video part of it Yeah. so I didn't understand what was going on or anything and then after some people started commenting I was like okay what's going on with this video and so I turned up the
1: volume I was like oh that's funny yeah that was. that was <laughs> nice job Rodney that yeah, was good that was good good job buddy and I want some lattes in the morning
0: yeah we're expecting lattes every morning down in the lake bed just FYI And we were expecting delivery to our trailer as well.
1: Yeah. So we'll have
0: have a big star on the door that says snail trail four by four only.
1: So no donkeys allowed. No donkeys. Yeah. And uh, if you have any frangelico, Mm -hmm. I'll take some frangelico in my coffee, please. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, uh, that's funny. Good one. Good job, Rodney. So um, let's see. What else do we got uh, going on? Did you have anything else? No, I don't think so. That's really the the gist of what I've been up to the last few weeks. Cool. So,
0: um, mine will go pretty quick as well. Um, my weekend was pretty much we uh, added some more coats of paint on the trailer. Um, and this time we used a paint gun. So I went out and got a, just a gravity feed uh, paint gun. Oh, cool. Um, and then I hooked it up to the compressor from the more uh, compressor and, uh, yeah, we ended up, uh, spray spraying another layer onto the trailer. So one more coat of paint, I think it'll be all set, ready to go. And I closed in, I swapped out the, the rear brake light on the trailer that was dead because the wiring broke off and, uh, closed in the back door. So I got the back door completely finished up and closed in. So it's all nice and clean, set ready to go. Now have you thrown the mattress in yet? Nope. We haven't got a mattress yet. Okay. Um, what size is it? It's a queen. I oh. think, yeah, should be able to fit a queen in there. Maybe a double, but I think we'll probably get a queen in there. Um, so yeah, what we was, get,
1: what was the secretary measuring? Cause she was saying you were about a half an inch, half an inch short, short yeah. of something. I don't what know. Was she measuring it off of? I don't know. That's, okay. That's her job is to find the mattress. So, oh. cause if you need a, if it's a full, mm-hmm. I have one that you um, can have. Cause I'm cleaning out my house.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. I'll, I'll ask her and see yeah. if she's looking for what, what she was measuring for. Um, so yeah, the to-do list for the trailer is now uh, the shelving and the drawers and uh, the re- um fold downable counter space um, two awnings um, and then uh, solar and batteries. Cool. And it'll be all set, ready to go. So we did that. Uh, we had a samurai and a Jimmy jet come over.
1: Yes, we did.
0: And I got to uh, play around with gluing some more metal together and building a, an exhaust for a samurai, which is yeah. uh, quite a bit of fun. So yeah, one of
1: my buddies contacted me to see if he, we could uh, make him a exhaust. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't think my welding skills slash welder were up to the task. Yeah. Um, it's just my welder burns so hot. And even when you turn it down, it gummy worms. Like I just didn't think it was going to be good enough. Yeah. the so, flux,
0: flux core on exhaust pipe is very difficult to yes.
1: <laughs> get done. Yeah. Thin metal yeah. and lots of heat. So, um, yeah. So we enlisted Tyler to, mm-hmm. um, help us out with that project. So, yep. and it went a little longer than we had expense, expected, but it mm-hmm. went pretty much as smooth as we expected it to. Yeah.
0: Know. Yeah. It went pretty smooth. Um, And I I've kind of figured out a little bit better order of operations for exhaust work. Now, now that I've done three exhausts, I'm starting to figure out the a good order of operations to get it done. So everything lines up the way you need it to. So um, that was a lot of fun. We got all that done. Um, We went down to a little hole in the wall exhaust shop because we needed like 40 inches of exhaust tubing that needed to go down from two and a quarter to one and a half. (laughs) <laughs> one and three quarter, right? Was it one and three quarter on the other end? I don't know. It was. It was pretty. It was a pretty big downsiz,e and the guy was very confused about what we were doing. <laughs>
1: Was he? I yeah. sort of
0: sat away and let you guys yeah. do whatever you needed to do. He was very confused. He was like, what do you do? Why? Why are you going down so small? You're going to put it on that vehicle and we had my forerunner, right? And yeah. so he was like, why are you going to why are you putting like one and a half or one and three quarter on a, a forerunner V six I was like, no, 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 it's going on a different vehicle. He goes, oh, okay, after we kind of said that he goes, okay, then I'm not going to ask any more questions. What do you guys need? <laughs> yeah, afterwards. But um so he was very happy to, uh, cut us the 40 inches of exhaust pipe and, uh, cut us a little interim pipe and, uh, give us the flange and the, um, gasket that we needed to finish it all up and then took it back to my place and, um, welded everything up and put it in. And, um, the samurai didn't sound like a really mean samurai anymore after that.
1: <laughs> yeah. You should have heard it when we drove it up onto the trailer, man. Oh, yeah. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was right out of the headers. Mm-hmm. So it was loud. Yeah, a little four banger. Yeah. And then, yeah, once we (laughs) threw that exhaust on it, quieted it way up. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. We did that Saturday and then um, Saturday. That was Saturday morning after that was uh, working on the trailer. And then um, Sunday, 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 Sunday was uh, working a little bit more on the trailer, adding another coat of paint. Um, and, And then I got to work on my grandfather's truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh my grandfather is just getting to the age where he can't go out and enjoy the outdoors by himself anymore. And so he's officially selling his truck, um which is a big deal for him. And um but the the at one point he went through a uh car wash one of those drive-through car washes with his uh, little magnetic mount antenna on the top of the uh, truck on the on the the cab. Oh, it was on the cab. Yeah, camper shells aren't the camper shells, not metal. It's fiberglass. Got it. So it was on the cab and uh, as it went through the car wash machine, threw the antenna off of the vehicle and it got caught in the coax, swung around and shattered the window in the camper shell. Got it. Okay. So, uh, my uncle replaced the window with like, um, some acrylic essentially. And, uh, when he did it, he didn't make it weather tight, weather sealed. And so, um, I got the truck and with the job and goal of making that rear window weather sealed, but still functional. Cause those, those windows still open, um, from the inside of the camper shell. So you can get some ventilation into the camper shell while you're hanging out back there, um, sleeping and whatnot. And so, um, I set up the, I fabbed the mount, I guess, for, uh, the, the window, um, so that then you can, uh, screw, it was just one corner of the window that wasn't sealing properly. And so, and it was just because the way my uncle had mounted the acrylic to, the the window supports. um, It wasn't flush up against the rubber um, gasket for the weather ceiling, right? Okay. And Mm -hmm. so um, we just need the window needed to be sucked in further to sit more flush against the the camper shell body. Cool. So how would you do that? Um, I fabbed up new uh, window mounts out of three quarter inch square tubing and uh, and essentially cut one uh, a quarter of the tubing off. So I cut one side and then half of another side off the tubing. So um, it it ended up uh, sitting up and I was able to then screw in uh, the full side of one of the tubings into the inside of the window supports. And then, um, you know, it would come down, down and then over those two full sides. And then the third side was only half of it. And so that came out just enough. To be um, where the window would need to sit on it and made up with it, um, and so then what I'm going to do is take some screws and um, put them in from the outside. Cock it, put them in, and then that should be able to suck in the window uh, up against the weather stripping. Weather stripping, that's what I'm thinking of.
1: So it will it still be functional?
0: Yeah. Huh. Because the back side of it is where um, the window just kind of pivots right there on the window supports.
1: Oh. And um, so, because it's pivoting and it tilts away, it doesn't seal very well. Exactly. So, you just made it more rigid. I made it more rigid. Exactly. Got it. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, so that'll all be done.
0: And then he has officially also given me the task of selling his truck for him. Oh. So, it's a 96 Tacoma extended cab. Uh, with a camper shell um, and a rear E locker in there. So the TRD TRD pro the TRD off-road version. Yeah. So 190,000 miles on the 3.4, but the 3.4 is running great. I drove it around and ran uh, errands with it on Monday and um, drove it down the freeway 80 miles an hour. No problem. (laughs) Nice. um, The suspension, the springs and the shocks are a little tired. Um, but I know that he just redid, uh, the ball joints and bushings and everything in the front end, um, within the past two years. So those should all be good to go. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, once I finish the window, make it sealed, I'm going to clean the truck up, get all of his stuff out of there, take it back to him and, um, sell the truck. So cool. Yeah.
1: So if anybody out there is interested in picking up a 96 to uh excuse me, Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Uh let Tyler know. Yeah, let me know. So uh, and how can people get a hold of you, Tyler?
0: Um 4X4 Toyota Tyler on Instagram. Um, or uh you can call and leave us a voicemail here at the podcast. 916 345 4744. Um so yeah, that was what we did then, and then um Sunday we also went down to an indoor shooting range and uh did some more uh firearm rentals to compare and see what i want to get for my first firearm so cool what'd you yeah. test what'd you have we tested the beretta uh m9 which is the nine millimeter version of the beretta um so we pretty much did all nine millimeters we did the Beretta m9 a cz nine millimeter okay and uh what was the last one? Oh, a double single six hour so uh the six hour p two two six uh, double single, which uh, was the other one we tried. And I did not like the Beretta at all. Um, just the one of the mechanisms to uh, pull the gun apart and disassemble it was right where my thumb sits to hold the gun. And um, and then uh, the CZ kind of fit my hand the best um, out of there. And then the Sig Sauer, it was I mean, it was comfy. It was fine to shoot, but it wasn't fun to shoot. In my opinion, it felt bulky, even though it wasn't, even though I, I shot just fine with it, it felt it was comfortable to shoot with. It just felt bulky. So I don't know. It just didn't seem fun to shoot with. Okay. Um, but the CZ had a really interesting, uh, it would do a half cock. So you can do a full cock, a half cock or a full double action on it. And what is that? I'm sorry. Single action on it. So uh, you have to pull the trigger and then the hammer goes back while you're pulling the trigger and everything. Okay. Or you could do a half cock where you have to pull the trigger about halfway in order to get the hammer all the way back to fire. Or you could do full, um, Uh, a single action where the hammer is already back. Oh, okay. And then it's just a almost like on a hairpin trigger at that point. Interesting. Yeah. So um, it essentially that's, there's no safety on the gun, no safety at all. So the safety is going to full cock or half cock. Mm hmm. So there's different levels of you really have to have intent to fire the weapon. Um, And there's different levels of that built into the guns, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah. You would think if you could put it on the hairpin version that there should Mm -hmm. still somewhat be a safety. You would think. Maybe it's the fact that you can switch it to the other ones. mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So,
0: um, yeah, uh, that was really interesting. Uh, My favorite out of those three was the CZ. um, But still, I don't think it was my it doesn't still doesn't compare to the XD in my opinion. Okay. I'm still think I'm leaning towards the XD, but, uh, the gun ranges XD rental was out for cleaning and their gunsmith was out for COVID. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to go back in in the next couple of weeks and compare the CZ to, um, the XD and then I'll probably take that P226 Sig Sauer out again as well. Um, but yeah, so I'm still leaning towards the XD. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see where where it ends up after that. So sweet, yeah. awesome, and that was pretty much my weekend. And then, uh, other than that, it's just been l- working a lot of hours trying to get caught up on orders for Morphlate. Um, I was thinking that there was going to be a dip and things would kind of go back to normal after holiday sales, and they haven't. So um, that's good news. We have officially bumped up uh, Morphlate's uh, part time. So Morphlate, Sean. Is getting bumped up from part time, and I stole him away from his day job, and he's now going to be working full time for Morphlate here. I know that's so, amazing. That's pretty freaking cool. Um, to now kind of take Morphlate to that level where you're supplying full time jobs for people, um, which is a really really cool feeling for me personally, um, and being able to kind of start getting to that level with it all. So, um, yeah, he's actually going to start his first day full time. Will be uh, Monday of KOH while we're gone while we're gone. (laughs) So that'll be interesting, uh, working in communicating with him and making sure he's all set and good to go for that week. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's going to be fun. Um, having a full-time employee now, um, to help with things and get things rocking and rolling. Um, bad news on compressors. Um, we were hoping to, we have a batch of 500 compressors coming in, right? And, uh, we were going to get a hundred of them air freighted air shipped in, um, so that we could take care of everybody on the wait list for the compressors. That's been waiting since like August, September last year. Um, and, uh, in order to ship in a hundred compressors air freight, it was going to cost us more than selling a hundred compressors at retail value.
1: Jeez. <laughs> so wow. Yeah. So just shipping them over here would just cost, shipping, just shipping costs more than the total sales.
0: Yes. <laughs> so that just kind of gives, I hope I just want everybody to get an appreciation who, who's, you know, not doesn't have an active hand in global shipping logistics right now. Um, how fucked up global shipping logistics are. It was going to cost us just in ship, not manufacturing, just in shipping more than what we could sell the compressors for. So with that being said, um, we're not going to be getting any compressors air freighted in. I don't think, and we're just going to have to sea freight everything, which is a complete disaster in and of itself. Um, So uh, uh, the new date now is officially kind of end of March is what we're looking at. Um, So yeah, there's that. Um, okay. So bad news on compressors. Um it's a bummer. I'm I'm pretty bummed about it all cuz I really was looking forward to getting those back out on the market with the new models. Um and uh yeah, it's not going to happen in the time frame I was hoping at. So Yeah,
1: that sucks. Um I know that we were kind of talking a little offline about the chaos of it all, but Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous to have to pay more in shipping than the value of the product. Yeah. And I know this with my screws. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like (laughs) I've been shipping out. If anybody has rusty screws on your snail armor panels, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm shipping out stainless steel ones and it costs me almost twice as much money to ship you your replacement screws. Yep. You know, it's just,
0: And I feel bad too. I've got, you know, there's some products from Warflate like the, the Valstem caps or Mm -hmm. um, you know, the smaller items, stuff like that. The Velcros, if people want to get a Velcro and the shipping on them costs more than the product does. And I, I feel bad about it, but it's like at the same time um, it's one of those things where you have, you have consumers and you have the companies that manufacturer and provide the products and it seems like the companies always get the brunt of shipping problems and it seems like the shipping companies never get the brunt of it.
1: <laughs> no, <Nah. Well, laughs> I'm sure like, there's a lot of shipping logistics that we don't know about, but oh,
0: absolutely there is. But at the same time, it's like people need to understand that the cost for shipping is set because of the shipping companies. It's not like the, the manufacturer, the, the retailer, the vendor, whoever it is, is purposefully trying to screw out the consumers on shipping no, costs. Right. It's the shipping companies are, they set prices and, that that's what it is. The yeah. prices are what they are. Unfortunately. Yeah. So
1: I had a guy from Germany reach out and want a snail armor panel. <laughs> It'd be $500 to ship it. Actually, everything. you know, it, it costs $120 to ship it there.
0: Oh, that's a lot better than I thought. I was yeah. thinking like
1: realistically, I was thinking at least 200, but yeah. And so, you know, and I told him, I said, Hey, I allocate a little bit of money. Um, you know, cause I chart, I, my, sh- my, my, f- Prices online are a flat price and I, it includes shipping. So I allocate a certain amount of money for shipping and so I'll cover that cost, but Mm -hmm. you're going to have to pay the rest, Mm -hmm. you know? And he's like, okay, well how much is it? So I had to make up a fake account, you know, and run the shipping from here to there. And yeah, yeah, it came out to be a hundred, the total cost was $120 to ship it. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, I was kind of like, that's not as bad as I thought, but it's still like, you know, almost half over or it's right about half half the price of the panel because it was a tundra panel too so those Uh, are like two hundred and sixty dollars yeah um so yeah it's just it was about half the price of the panel Mm -hmm. to just ship it across the pond
0: yeah yeah and it's a yeah to ship a more to the uk it's 75 bucks Mm -hmm. um to ship them to australia it's 70 bucks so average (laughs) so it's a it's shipping, man. Uh, shipping companies are winning right now, while everybody else is dealing with frustrations of manufacturing and yeah <laughs> issues. So, yep. Anyways, um, just wanted to get that off my chest. And uh, the good news, though, is that my four door JK right outside here is officially legal in
1: California. So we need that. Nice.
0: No,
1: nope. not that one. That one. Uh, maybe.
0: Well, all, the can, cr- the audience can, is
1: happy for you.
0: They are happy. I was gonna say after this recording, you can hit the blue button, and that'll apply to us. Get in, Sparkle Farts. We got chaos to spread. <laughs> that one. Let's go. Let's or go this play one. The Forerunner. You magnificent yeah. bastard! I salute you. I'll take both of them. Or <laughs> this
1: one. Beer. That's what I need. That's all, all of them apply. Those are our three banks of sound. Yes. sounds that are all the blue button. Gotcha.
0: No, so yeah, I went in for the referee appointment, and this is technically my second referee appointment because the first one, they never tested, or the second one, they never tested the vehicle, right? Oh, I was spewing fuel. So they never tested it during my second referee appointment. So this is my real second referee appointment, um, and everything passed. Yay!
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah. um, So we'll have a a, um, show coming up in the near future talking about engine changes in California and what to expect. Um what considerations need to be thought of, um how the process is working right now uh post COVID. I really like the system that they've implemented and it took COVID for them to implement it. Um but I, it worked out very well and I'm I'm actually very happy with how the process went. Nice. Okay. Um I only really had to go back once. So um I had one 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 go to session and then the next one, everything was good. So, um, And, and the people were actually, they're pretty, everybody's been really pleasant to deal with on, on their end, on carbs. end So, um, yeah, we'll have a a show coming up in the near future about it. And in the meantime, I don't have to worry necessarily about getting pulled over anymore when I go wheeling. There
1: you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we'll get into this more when we do that episode, but I think my major gripe on the whole thing is knowing what I'm allowed to do and not allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's no information out there that says that.
0: Yeah, they're very true. There is not a lot
1: of information and, out there. And they don't tell you until my understanding after the fact. So like mm-hmm. if I were to drop, like, cause I, so like, I know I can't throw, um, like a truck engine into a car, mm-hmm. right? But you don't know that unless you do your own research, mm-hmm. right? And they don't tell you to where to, where to do the research. Mm-hmm. And if you did it and made it correct and took it into the car, but then they would fail you and say, you can't do that. Yeah. So it's like. That's my gripe is like, well, can I do this or that? Like one mm-hmm. of the things that, like, here, the real life example, mm-hmm. I wanted to buy a four door, uh, Clifford. Okay. And that was a gas engine uh-huh. and take the body off of it and put it onto Clifford. Yeah. Right. So I'm using the chassis, using the engine, using the axles, using the drivetrain, everything that is Clifford. I'm just taking a am bo- doing a body swap. Yeah. And to my understanding, that's not legal. Because the Because the Vin plate, the, is VIN plate to the body goes with the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you to make like I that and that's silly <laughs> uh-huh. to me. It's like I'm not changing anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm changing a body. Yeah. You know, I'm not changing the drivetrain. But the yeah. way that they see it is you do. So yeah. yeah. So I mean that's one of those yeah, there's my gripe.
0: Yeah, I hear you. There's a workaround to that problem, but <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. it's not necessarily legal, but mm-hmm.
0: it fixes their requirements. And I think that by doing it, you would still fall under the realm of what is okay yeah, to them kind of thing. Sure. So anyways, um, yeah, we'll have a, an episode coming up here now that the process for the engine swap is officially done. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So cool. I'm really excited. So now the next, the next big move for Kermit is the axles and the front three link. I'm just, I'm still waiting on housings and I haven't, I haven't really bugged uh Diamond Axle Brian over at Diamond Axle yet about the housings Um, because I know that running a business myself shit's crazy right now so I'm trying not to bug him um, but at the same time kind of getting a little antsy now Yeah, now that, now that the engine swap is all
1: done and I don't have to worry about that anymore I think so. that kind of brings up a semi interesting discussion of like at what point do you bug bug somebody true you know yeah,
0: what's what's the, <laughs> the good time frame
1: you know is it you know the day after they said that they would deliver it. Is it a week mm-hmm. after a month after, or, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, cause at some point you need to contact. them. You know, like, uh, Hey, I know I ordered this and it's been a year, you know, like, um, do you know when it's going to come out? You know, like yeah. I think a year is way too long, yeah. you know, but so, <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. think that's a, when is there, what is the polite range to be able to start asking questions?
0: Yeah. And then when as well, do you lose your shit? Yeah. Right. At what point do you lose your shit in order to get something done? Yeah. Right. And so I think, uh, we have a more development in the nitro gears, uh, saga. <laughs> we had another development happen recently with nitro gears that, um, we're not very happy about at all. And so it's kind of like, at what point do you just lose your shit and say, fuck you? Yeah. <laughs> or what, uh, or do you still just try and play nice and keep doing, what they're asking, even though what they're asking is not what you want and what you paid for, and what your expectations were going into everything. So anyways, um, we'll get you guys more of an update on that later, depending on what, what their next move is. Yeah. Right. So anyways, um, I think that about does it for this episode. Yep. I got nothing else. I'm good. All right, man. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, since we already went over how to get a hold of me, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at snailtrail4x4.com. You can contact me and email jimmy at snailtrail4x4.com. Oh, I guess my Instagram doesn't have dot com at the end. So scratch that <laughs> part out. <laughs> okay. Um, you can uh, phone in the same phone number as Tyler's and get a hold of me that way. Mm-hmm. Or you can find me on Snail Armor cool. So awesome, man. Uh,
0: Well, let's go have a fun weekend and see what other shit we can get done here before heading off to hammers for a week. Are you ready for it? Nope. I'm not either. (laughs) So with that, do you have any final words for everybody? KOH prep and with that, my friends keep crawling.
1: I got one for you. Okay. How do you know when a dad joke becomes a dad joke? I don't know when they become a parent. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay.